I want to let you know about something that very few people realize we're doing, but we are big on discipleship. And we have a program that we call DEMO. It stands for Discipleship Evangelism Missional Outreach. We are using this all around the world, but we are focusing primarily on three nations in Africa right now. And we literally have hundreds of thousands of people per week that go through this discipleship program. And we aren't just giving people a fish, but we are teaching them to fish. We are training them on how to raise their own crops, how to deal with purified water. It's just a program that's reaching a lot of people. There's a lot more information about it than what I'm able to give you here. Go check it out, our demo ministry. Shortly, we're going to have a new discipleship evangelism product. It's called Discipleship Evangelism Bible Study Lessons Volume 1. And I was thinking about this and I've been writing these little stories. And our subjects today that we're covering is commitment. And usually I teach out of Luke chapter 14 what Jesus says about commitment. And he says, set down and count the cost. No one builds a building. And just starts the building. And doesn't finish the building lest people laugh and mock. And Jesus asks for commitment. He asked for people to count a cost. Do you really want to follow him? He didn't want a superficial type of uh, profession of faith. He wants a true commitment to his person. And so I was writing this little lesson. And I shared it with some of the students at Karis Bible College. And I want to share this little story with you. To illustrate the truth of commitment. And the name of the story is... Do you take this woman as your personal cook? Let me read it. It says, suppose that on your wedding day, as you stood before the pastor, he suddenly began to say these words. Do you take this woman to be your personal cook? To clean your house, to do your dishes? Do you take her from uh, do you take her from this day forth to vacuum the floors, to dust the furniture? As long as you both shall live. Suddenly your wife-to-be your wife says this, Stop! If you want me as a person that only does things for you, you can hire a maid. I want you to love me. 
want you to take me for who I am. And if you take me for who I am, I will do these things for you. But I want you to take me. All of me. I don't want you to take just my benefits. And not my person. I don't want you to just take my benefits and not my person. You know, and I believe that that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I don't want you just to take my benefits. A lot of people... I just talk about Jesus' benefits. But they don't talk about taking him. And his person. You see, the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, he says this. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You see, this word gospel means good news. I'm not ashamed of the good news of Christ. The good news is Christ. For Christ is the power of God to save you, to everyone that believes. It's not just his benefits, but it's his very person. I'd like to quote something from A.W. Tozer. He said this. This might shock some of you. And I want you just not to throw stones at me. And Since I'm a Talking into this camera right now, I'm sure you can't throw a stone at me. But I want you to consider what I'm about to say, what A.W. Tozer said. And, and just think about it. If you don't agree with it, that's okay. I just want you to think about it for a little bit, okay? And consider this. This is what A.W. Tozer said. He says, now it seems odd that some teachers never noticed that the only true object of saving faith is none other than Christ himself. Not the saviorhood of Christ. Not the lordship of Christ. But Christ himself. God does not offer salvation to one who will believe on one of the offices of Christ. Christ. 
nor is an office of Christ ever presented as an object of faith. No mulimugwa Christo gwobulokozi sigwe gwatekebwawo nga omusinjo gwokukiriza. Neither are we exhorted to believe on the atonement. Nor on the cross, nor on the priesthood of the Savior. All these are embodied in the person of Christ. But they are never separated, nor is one isolated from the rest. Much less are we permitted to accept one of Christ's offices and reject another. The notion that we are so permitted is a modern day heresy I repeat and like every heresy it has had evil consequences among Christians do you get the point? Why do we emphasize a part of Christ? His benefits. Or an office of Christ. And not Christ himself. That's like taking my wife in marriage as my personal cook. And not her for her person. You see, the Bible says this in John 1 12. As many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. What part of Christ do you receive? At salvation. Do you receive a part of Christ? The Bible says this. Not as many as receive one of his offices. But as many as receive him. To them gave he the power or the right to become children of God. God is calling us to a commitment. He's calling us to a marriage. Our relationship with Jesus Christ is like a marriage. Romans chapter 7 said we died to the law that that old husband now that we might be married to another even to him that's raised from the dead. You see, I didn't take my wife as my personal cook. I took her for her person. 
And when I took her, her total person, I get the benefits many times of her cooking for me and doing other things for me. But I took her. Have you just gone through the motions and, and just kind of a, took a little part or have you really received him into your life? Like a marriage. To be with him. Forever. To embrace him. Forever. To follow him. And be his forever. I'd like for you to stop right now and just consider that and think about that. God bless you. He loves you very much.